to go blue crew. Not even gonna bring up the thing that happened on Saturday. Too sad, too soon. We're not even gonna talk about it. So Derek, if you have any comments, if you had any jabs you wanted to, to throw, then I'm sorry, but you're gonna have to wait. We are gonna talk about the quarterbacks today, the future of the quarterback position. Two transfers. And uh, some people are, are making a big deal out of this. And I think it's maybe too soon to, to decide, you know, right now uh, what kind of impact this is going to have. But, you know, certainly worth talking about at least. So what's been your impression of what's happened at the position since the end of this season? It's been interesting. Uh, I can't say I'm completely surprised by some of the news uh, at the same time. Uh, part of me is. Uh, obviously, Wilton Spate has announced via Instagram that he's going to go somewhere else for his last season of eligibility. Alex Malzone uh, going to be a grad transfer as well. Uh, that is very common. Shane Morris did that last year. It's, hey, I've graduated from the University of Michigan, and I'm choosing to play football elsewhere for, for my remaining eligibility. Happens all the time. Uh, Jake Rudock landed in Jim Harbaugh's hands uh, as a grad transfer from from Iowa, a guy who, who was benched uh, and obviously performed well for Jim Harbaugh as the season went on. So I'm not, not terribly surprised by the news, but uh, I do wonder uh, how that affects Michigan in terms of, of offseason. I, I will say it's a smart decision, especially by Wilton Spate, a guy who obviously rattled by a big injury this season didn't have the the opportunity to play like he would have loved to have, as Jim Harbaugh would have loved him to have. Jim Harbaugh uh, even told him last year, I guess, that uh, he would be one of the best quarterbacks, if not the best quarterback in the nation this season. So obviously a season that didn't go uh, the way we anticipated it to for for him, and, and obviously he would, he would think the same, wanting to have been able to have the opportunity to start all season. But He's up against some really stiff competition and what we've seen from Brandon Peters. I know that the fan base is completely bought into Brandon Peters. The rest of the fan base is bought into Dylan McCaffrey, a guy we haven't even seen. So the best option is for Wilton Spate to to look elsewhere and a guy that's not from Michigan in the first place. I think he he's, he's taking advantage of that and good for him. And, and I guess as a fan, thankful that he had a, a 10 and two regular season a season ago and thankful that he, uh, came back and competed hard. And what I believe, he, he made the quarterbacks, like a Brandon Peters, uh, better uh, because of his ability to to compete and, and love the healthy competition that Jim Harbaugh provided at the position. We'll get on to talking about current quarterbacks on the roster because that's obviously important and that's going to eat up much of the discussion heading into this offseason. But it seems to me that, that Wilton Spade's going to have a chance to go play some major college football somewhere. You mentioned his 10-2 and two record last year. Uh, he was 4-0, I guess, technically this year. He got knocked out of that Purdue game. I mean, this is, um, this is a quarterback who, who's won some games, and he played really well last season. Just seems like he's gonna he's gonna get a really good opportunity at some point. You'd have to think. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think it's really similar, honestly, to Jake Rudock. He's a guy who has shown he's fully capable of making the plays. He he did not show that at the end of last season. He dealt with some injuries. The beginning of this season, he had a rough go uh, in a neutral game against Florida, a game that Michigan went on to win, but through those back to back pick sixes, which left a really bad taste in fans' mouths, especially early on doesn't really have to do that much in the next few games uh, because they're teams that Michigan 
uh, had no trouble beating. And then obviously it goes out with an injury. And so the rest of the season is, is unfortunately unknown. There were some talks about maybe he could be healthy for Ohio State, maybe healthy for a bowl game. Who knows? But I do think with what he's shown he's capable of and what he can do on the field, he has probably a bright-looking season no matter where he chooses to go, especially given a starting opportunity. And just like Jake Rudock proved, a guy who was benched and kind of turned into an afterthought made the most out of his next step. And as long as he has a coach that's that's willing to to work with him, he's going to learn the offense fine. He's, he's a leader. Uh, I think that he's obviously vocal enough to to make a difference on an offense and there are plenty of teams that would love to have a guy like him uh, be their quarterback and I wouldn't be surprised if he is really good next season especially as the season goes on because it's his last chance to play college football Uh, he's looking to prove himself as a guy who had this competition against a Brandon Peters and maybe wouldn't have started for Michigan so he's out to still make a name for himself and I'm sure even has NFL aspirations as well. Uh, worth noting, the other quarterback transfer is Alex Malzone. We'll see what happens to him with time. One thing that I've kind of been floating around in my head, I wanted to get your take on it. At what point does Jim Harbaugh not, I don't want to say like ditch this whole meritocracy thing, but you have to think that at some point it's it's good to have a quarterback who you know is going to start and you don't have to have this competition all through the spring, summer, and fall until you're making a decision a day before the game or even the day of the game. At what point does that become like a priority for for this Michigan team? Because it seems like they could do that right now with Brandon Peters, especially if he plays well in the bowl game. But it's just something I've been floating around because Jim Harbaugh loves talking about that meritocracy. And certainly you you don't want to um, say that somebody's position is – you can't that, that that they can't take it from them, but you'd like to have people who are you know solidified in there. Yeah, that's that's an interesting thought, and I've thought about that as well. I think for me, this is a conversation that can easily be revisit revisited after we see what happens during the bowl game, no matter where Michigan plays, because the assumption is Brandon Peters would be the starting quarterback if good to go, uh, and has proven himself in the next few weeks of practice. And I think the way he plays in that game uh, and then obviously the way he performs in the spring game, if he's allowed to do a lot, sometimes the, the starting quarterback, I think of a Wilton Spate uh, this year, doesn't have to do as much compared to some of the younger guys in the spring game. I think this bowl game is really an opportunity for Brandon Peters to solidify that starting job. Uh, because you can't really I know there's a lot of people that love McCaffrey and and I hope Dylan McCaffrey is as good as advertised and I would love to see him as a quarterback as well I'm down for whoever Jim Harbaugh puts in the game but I do say like you were saying is I think that Brandon Peters is probably going to be the starter and that will be the expectation all season whereas Two seasons ago, it was uh, John O'Corn or Wilton Spate, and Wilton Spate proved himself to be the better quarterback. This year, it was all Brandon Peters' talk. I think he should start over Wilton Spate. Turns out that it's Wilton Spate and John O'Corn who are in the running, which kind of threw some people way off as the season uh, boiled down, the offseason ended. And so I would say that this year is where it starts to change. And I think of like the Andrew Luck where you know that no one's going to take Andrew Luck's starting job. Brandon Peters needs to do more on the field to get that for sure. And the bowl game is where it starts, in my opinion. So I want to throw it back to Michigan's first bowl game with Jim Harbaugh against Florida. 
a little different situation in terms of quarterback, but you had Jake Rudock in well, what would have been 2016, right? That was a I think that was a New Year's Day bowl. Yes, but um, you had Jake Rudock who was who was basically playing to show himself off to NFL scouts and say, "Please draft me. I can play in the NFL." He had a really great game. And Michigan did not let off the gas heading down the stretch because of what I just said. You know, they were trying to put Jake Rudock on display, and he did really well. This seems like a similar situation where, obviously, Brandon Peters, he couldn't go to the NFL if he wanted to because he, he's not eligible yet. But where, where this quarterback play is so important in your bowl game because you're trying to take something into the offseason to really build off of. If he plays and has three interceptions and completes 50% of his passes. You got to wonder like, how does that stick with a guy when that's the last game he's going to play for months, he's going to go through an entire spring and summer when, with that in the back of his mind, most likely because there aren't any more games coming up immediately. So this seems like a really important opportunity and one that Michigan and especially, you know, Brandon Peters they got to take advantage of it and, and get something to build off of going forward. Yeah, I mean, like you said, for the whole team, this is a really important game to to have that. full of young players, guys that have contributed a lot this season, guys that will probably contribute even more, as I think many of us, as we do every year, expect Michigan to be better than they were the year before. Uh, and going, uh, as the season's gone as it has, it really looks like Michigan should be better than they were this year, uh, I think no one would say, hey, it's going to be like this season or worse next year. I think there's a lot of people that are probably going to be thinking national championship again and everyone else around that 11-10 win uh, scenario there. But, yeah, it's important for the whole team. But, again, Brandon Peters is probably most important. And I would say that the focus uh, going into that game is going to be how the offensive line can protect a quarterback because two quarterbacks this year are hospitalized. That is pretty serious, and that is a problem. Uh, injuries at the quarterback uh, and not having a healthy quarterback, one of the bigger issues you can have on a college football team. That's not to say that all injuries aren't as important, but when you don't have a, a quarterback that can play from game one to the end of the season, that's obviously going to be very tough on a team. And so I think the focus is protecting the quarterback, and I think the, the focus is also let's get these receivers open. They seem to be open the entire time against Ohio State. I know we don't want to go into that game in detail, but – there were a lot of plays that John O'Corn made that were good. There were a lot of plays that he could have made uh, on top of those because receivers were finally getting open for what it seemed like the first time all year. So I think the focus is the passing game in this bowl game. It gives Brandon Peters his best opportunity to show his arm off. Uh, and I think that once Michigan figures out the passing game, I don't have any question about the running backs, especially with what Karan Higdon showed uh, and what Chris Evans uh, did and the ability he showed in the Ohio State game. If you can start throwing the ball around 20, 30, maybe even 40 times in a game where Brandon Peters is just on fire, you're really starting to see what this Michigan football team is going to be like in 2018. And others are going to be taking note around the Big Ten and around the nation, especially if Brandon Peters is the real deal. The other two quarterbacks, the main two quarterbacks, I should say, that I think we need to talk about are Joe Milton, who will be an incoming freshman. He announced that he'll be enrolling early in this winter. And then um, Dylan McCaffrey, I almost said um, the other McCaffrey. Christian McCaffrey. <laughs> Christian, I, I, hey, I'd love it, if Christian McCaffrey came back to college and, <laughs> and took over that running back slot spot for Michigan. That'd be, that'd be something. 
So, so it's those two who I think you're going to see people talk about more and more, especially for some reason, Joe Milton. People are really excited about him. And I guess I shouldn't say for some reason because you watch his highlights. And to me, he he reminds me of Deshaun Watson. I'm not going to lie. He reminds me of, of Deshaun Watson and the way he's able to create for himself and make throws on the run. And he's very accurate and he's a pretty big physical runner. I think there's something there, you know, obviously I'm not going to be like calling for him to be the starter this next season, but down the road, I think Michigan's got something pretty good in Joe Milton. And then McCaffrey, he's in the same situation that Brandon Peters was at this time last year. And then all through the off season where it's like, yeah, we know he's supposed to be pretty good, but you have this year between high school and, and the time he's seeing action on a college field, and it's like, what does he look like now? Nobody knows. And so that's what Dylan McCaffrey, that's the boat he's going to be in. I think it'll be really interesting to see who becomes Brandon Peters' backup quarterback next year. It'll be a fun race to watch, in my opinion. Yeah, so a lot of people, I think, love Joe Milton because of his dual-threat ability, a guy who seems to have a really good arm, maybe a few mechanics away from making some better throws, some better decisions. Uh, that dual threat, when you look around, I think of a Deshaun Watson and who was tearing it up in the NFL this year until he got injured. A guy, even though it was only 50 to 60 yards a game, uh, can run as well and makes good decisions running. It wasn't just bailing because uh, he's scared in the pocket and there's there's guys collapsing on him. It's making good decisions to run the ball. So that's something you crave as you look around the nation at some of these these quarterbacks, I think of a Jalen Hurts in Alabama, a guy who's not known as a thrower, uh, but can obviously use his, use his wheels to, to pick up some, some big gains on the ground. And so that's obviously attractive. There's people who think he's going to redshirt, and, and maybe that would be uh, a good decision. But assuming everyone's healthy, I think that's fine. Uh, Dylan McCaffrey, everyone's assuming he's going to be like Christian McCaffrey and just kind of tear up the world of college football. And then, I mean, you've got to mention Kevin Doyle. I've seen some people thinking that he's going to somehow come in and make an impact. And that's nothing against Kevin Doyle's game, but there's a huge gap between high school and playing college football and being ready. And so you don't see a lot of true freshmen in today's time start like you used to. Uh, Obviously, a guy like Josh Rosen is able to do it. I think a guy like Joe Milton could do it, but when you have Brandon Peters kind of as your centerpiece, I am super excited about the future. A lot of people say, hey, we need a, a grad transfer for some depth. Sure, maybe for some depth if you could get a, a proven guy, maybe from a smaller school or a guy from a bigger school looking for an opportunity to play. But I'm confident in Brandon Peters, and, and I feel more than confident after uh, if Milton enrolls early and Dylan McCaffrey has time to, to add some weight and and pick up his game you're right he's in that exact same position as Brandon Peters and say they stay healthy I mean Brandon Peters could go the distance uh obviously and, and I think even if not Dylan McCaffrey and Joe Milton as backups uh are very very good options for the Wolverines and, and then any transfer uh would just allow a guy like Milton to to redshirt as well you know let's spend the last few minutes here talking about that grad transfer thing because I've seen that idea floated around too. Obviously people are, uh, well, there's some who say this is a must and there's others who are saying, no, let Brandon Peters develop, let him be the guy. I'm in that ladder camp with like no exception, no doubt. Let this thing revolve around Brandon Peters. Don't bring in a one year patch job 
I, it's not necessary. I don't think it would be good building for the future. I'm just not into it. I didn't. So how do you feel about that? So it's hard because I would say that I was completely on that. I'm not a big grad transfer guy, whether it's college basketball, college football. Obviously, there are some really positive and, and great stories. I think Jake Rudock, one of them. But when you have young talent and we're so desperate for Jim Harbaugh to develop his own talent that he's gone out and, and handpicked, I think that's when I'm more excited about the young guys developing and being those stars that can be around for a while. Don't get me wrong. If someone wants to grad transfer into Michigan and is clearly the best option at quarterback and can lead Michigan to do some pretty uh, big things in 2018, I'm all about it. A guy like Shea Patterson always comes up from Old Miss. But if you go look up his name on Twitter, Old Miss fans dog him all the time, just like many uh, teams dog their quarterback Everyone's a fan of the backup quarterback until the backup quarterback comes in. I've seen that talked about all season. And so there's people that call for Shea Patterson to be benched at Ole Miss when he has a bad game. So a grad transfer can be beneficial, but I would much rather see Brandon Peters, Joe Milton, Dylan McCaffrey, guys like that just develop into stud quarterbacks and have Jim Harbaugh have the problem of picking the right one when the season starts. Yeah, I need to make two clarifications. First of all, I'm not against grad transfers. Jake Rudock, as you mentioned, being a, a terrific example of how that can help your team. Michigan have no clear answer at quarterback, so you go out and get a guy who's been doing it for a while, bring him in, and look at the season he had. It was, it was pretty terrific, and he was a major part of resurfacing Michigan after the Rich Rodriguez and Brady Hoke years. And then, yeah, if, if Michigan can land a stud out there, certainly – let him come on over. Shea Patterson being probably at the top of that list. I can't think of anyone else off the top of my head who's like a realistic possibility. But if you're just going to go out there and, and kind of pluck at somebody and plug them into a competition, I just I don't see the point. And you know, you also mentioned we, we want to see Jim Harbaugh develop his own quarterback at some point, and so we want to see them have success. This is a great opportunity to do it. You know, Brandon Peters will be a third-year player next year. What does he look like? You know, he's he's been here for – well, he will have been here for long enough to, in our mind, make a pretty positive impact on this offense. So it would be really nice to see that. But I just wanted to make – those simple clarifications. I probably came off a little stronger than I actually feel. I mean, I'm just all about the best players being on the field, but uh, I don't. I don't blame you for coming off that way. That's that's ultimately how I feel. It's just really hard to ignore some of the possibilities and opportunities because of a Jake Rudock. I think if you don't see Jake Rudock uh, come in that first year of Harbaugh's tenure and and what Harbaugh was able to do with Jake Rudock, he's proven that he can work with a quarterback and it can work for the offense. You just got to hope that it can be with his own recruits. And if not, if they do get a grad transfer, have the confidence that someone can not only adjust to a, a new staff and a new offense and, and new teammates, uh, but adjust to a coach who's who's proven he can make quarterbacks great. I think that this this year has been really hard on the whole. Jim Harbaugh is the best quarterbacks coach in the world just because of the injuries simply didn't allow him to. And a guy like John O'Corn, even though he stayed healthy, just I, in all in all honesty, I just never I never thought he was the guy. I was excited of the fact that he came to Michigan and his numbers were good as his freshman year at Houston, but that's so long ago now, four years ago this season now, 
uh, takes a year off, isn't really the prototype Jim Harbaugh quarterback, and just never really showed anything that impressive other than really holding his own in a game this season. And so I think that kind of makes Jim Harbaugh look bad to outsiders is a lot of people think an eight and four season looks bad. There's just a lot of people that, that don't give him much of a chance. I, the, the greatest thing I saw the other day is uh, Mark D'Antonio's down years three and nine and, and Jim Harbaugh's is eight and four. I mean, these are the type of fans and the expectations we deal with uh, as we root on Michigan and, and for Harbaugh to have a, a legitimate shot of developing a healthy quarterback I think that possibility comes in 2018, and I'm I'm really excited for a chance to see that next season. Well, Derek, I think we can pretty much agree then that the the outlook at the quarterback position is at least generally positive, even if we have uh, we have some of these questions remaining about what the backup looks like and so on. Just generally positive, right? Yeah, absolutely. I feel I feel really good, and I couldn't be more excited for the bowl game. This reminds me a lot of of a season uh, where where Jake Rudock was the quarterback, and Michigan really turned it on, and then just pummeled Florida in a bowl game. Uh, we're not sure exactly where that's going to be, uh, but what I do know is they've got a lot of time to fix some mistakes. Hopefully, uh, whoever's playing quarterback is healthy, and hopefully, Michigan comes out and and does some damage in a bowl game, leading to probably really high expectations all off season and us talking about national championships in June. But Hey, I'd rather be talking about that than talking about a team who, who lost five games, including a bowl game. So I'm excited to see what happens in these next few weeks. Amen. And with that, we'll call it a show. So thanks for checking us out on the go blue crew. You can follow us on Twitter, Facebook, you can find us on iTunes at Wolverine sounds, or you can go to Wolverine sounds Com. You can find me on Twitter at Ty underscore Fenwick, and you can find Derek at Divine Identity. So thanks for listening, and go blue. Go blue.